welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host Julian with co-host Danny. Yo. Justin. Yo. We just chill. We got Brandon back here. You Brandon Bundy. <laughs> chilling on the set with us. Um, episode 35. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Pod. Straight up. Nothing else. Um, big news. I mean, yeah, you can follow Brandon Bundy. Shout him out. <laughs> Shout yourself out, bro. Yo, you already know. Brandon Bundles. No one in the sports, no nothing. I'm here with my boys from All Things Sports. Shout out to y'all. I'll be on here in a couple weeks. Word. Yeah, but anyways, it's been it's been real busy with these playoffs. With the NFL draft last week, we got a chance to recap the first round, and that was really it. Now you know we can go through, you know, deeper and how we feel about sleeper picks or you know, safe picks that we felt. Uh, we got new coaches in New York mm-hmm. with Fisdale. And um, <laughs> these Raptors, man. It's Thursday. The Crapters. The Crapters are down 0-2. Oh, shoot. Just lost both at home. The the Lebronto Crapters. Mm-hmm. That's a new name. Turn to, turn to six. Like, it's 23 now. LeBron's <laughs> <laughs> playing. <laughs> yeah. Word. There's too many. Drake was quiet, though. Mm-hmm. And he was at the game. I didn't know he was at the game. It didn't look like Yeah, because NBA cracked down on him after that. Them antics after the last game. They were like, hey. You, I heard they you, called him up. Yeah, they are like. Madden's was being wild. <laughs> like, I, I get it's Toronto, but relax yourself, man. For real. They probably had Doris call him up, Kendrick too, Perk. to break the news. Kendrick Perkins was going to go off. Now, Kendrick Perkins catch an assault charge to whooping Drake. <laughs> for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Perkins is on a. I'm, ha- I'm just happy to be here. Right, so, <laughs> right? I'm, <laughs> I'm just enjoying the process. Yeah, he's getting he, paid to have beef with Drake shit. and have courtside seats not, to watch LeBron. That's he what knows, he's getting paid to he do. He knows he's not getting paid to, to get a fine from Drake, you know, from the NBA about Drake. Okay. They're fighting in the hockey league. You could pay me to sit courtside and watch LeBron do what he's doing in this postseason. You want to jump right into that? About how, yeah, why about, not? About how Cleveland stole home court. Mm-hmm. Along with another te- team in the West, but, okay, what LeBron is doing right now is it's insane because we saw him flip a gear from the first series where he had a great series, but his team really wasn't playing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And games one, game one of this second round, his team played, you know, really good. J.R. Smith had a good game. Kevin Love was was all right. He did a little things. Tristan Thompson had a good game on the offensive board and the little putbacks. Um, Corver had a, a bunch of shots. Uh, so they had a good – And Jeff And, 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 and Bron didn't really shoot the ball that well right. in game one either. So, Still you know, had they helped double, him out. But. Yeah, they helped him out. <clears throat> game two, LeBron comes out and scores, what, 43? Three. Three? On like 70% shooting. With like, eight eight fadeaways. How many how many how many points in the third quarter? He had to at least have. He either scored or assisted on twenty nine. No, he had to at least have like twenty. He either scored or assisted 20, on twenty nine. Because uh, I followed Nick Mike Wright Brown. on Twitter and he said it. No I'm pretty sure it was scored or assisted on twenty nine points. Kevin Love had a big night too. Thirty one and eleven. Yeah. Showed up. And he, he started did show up. Five. Finally, he showed up. Because um, you know what happened was they got him working in the post early, so he got comfortable. He got into his rhythm. And, you know, Toronto had a good game early in the first half. You know what I mean? But they were it up. was that, that third quarter. It got them. 
and there was no energy from Valanciunas. There was Kyle Lowry was in foul trouble. DeRozan, DeFrozen, as I say sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, uh, this is uh, what happens when Kyle Lowry had four points in the second half versus LeBron in the playoffs. You that's your that's win? your hundred million dollar man. Over three. Mm-hmm. You're paying him thirty three million dollars a year to. To not show and at up. this point, like we've joked about it all season, leading up to this because we know we what knew in the past it's season. inevitable. But dude. It, yeah, exactly. So it's like it happens every year. That's every why, year. Yeah, that's why I said as Toronto when when it went to Game Seven, you're hoping Indiana comes out of that series. You're yeah. you're hoping and praying because if you go against LeBron, you already know what you're now. Saturday night, look, as we're talking about it, Saturday night, they got to go to Cleveland to avoid three zero. Well, I told you earlier, in any series, in any round, when LeBron goes up 2-0, he's 21-0. And this series will be no different. They, they've beat them. They've took them out of the finals, the last, I mean, the, out of the playoffs, the last two seasons that they played them. LeBron and the Cavs have been the reason for their exit. And it's going to happen Three. for the third time this season. Yeah, this is, he's about to make it. He's about to complete the fucking sweep. I mean, this is kind of like what we saw how, you know, Boston back in the day when they had Garnett, Allen, like this is how they were yeah. in the yeah. East. They were the reason for the Heat's exit, the reason for the Cavs' exit. Fact. So, I mean, and, Paul Pierce. I mean, if this playoffs has proven anything so far, basketball, I think more than any other sport, it's a game of matchups. It's who you match up with, who's matching up with you. From yeah. from you know yeah. from across from you as a team as a whole, regardless of seeding, regardless of anything, because if you look at the Miami Philly matchup, they you know they outmanned us, you know, and and they outshot us, and they out rebounded us, which was which was sad to see, but that's just how it had to be, and you know, it's LeBron James, you know, and like you said, inevitable, it's inevitable that he's not gonna you know he's gonna get to the finals. Mm-hmm. I don't care what team you give LeBron. I don't care that this there's only four players left from the team that went to the finals last year. They changed pretty much the whole team at halfway during the season. LeBron, off will alone, will single-handedly drag any team to the finals. Yep. Yep. Now will he's they- done it. Okay, so this year he's in the process of dragging his team to the finals. Uh, two thousand. His first finals, two thousand seven. Dragged that team to the finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20, 20, 2015, his first time with the Warriors, he didn't drag them to the finals, but he dragged them through but he the kept finals. The, yeah, he kept them he in. He dragged them through yeah. the finals. Because he arguably could have been. Yeah, he arguably could have been, even though they lost, he could have been MVP for, for, for the finals. Definitely. No, he was, but it has to go to the winning team. So it's like. I mean, you average a triple Dallas. Insane. You're playing, and then, and then you're playing the unspoken year. minutes. I your, mean, your team is playing great. Kyrie had a great series. Kevin Love was having a solid series. And then in 2017, when they lost, you know, Kevin Durant really. There's really nothing they could do. <laughs> There's nothing. Okay, so why can somebody do that this year? If that was just last year. Like, why am I hearing that Houston has a chance to beat Golden State in the Western Conference Finals and then Golden State's. Like, what, how does Golden State not repeat if it was so easy that year? Last year. Because, like, like we said, they give them matchups. Okay. and the, their, now, style, their, Houston, style, their style of coaching, their style Houston of basketball. Houston, for the last 
Four years now. No, I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying no, they have but a chance. I'm, but what I'm saying is that Houston, for the last four years now, is like they've been trying to do what the Warriors are doing. They've been trying to play this fast-paced ball. They moved James Harden to the point to run the floor. They get Chris Paul this year, and obviously it's working. They got the best record in the West. Steph Curry did have an unhealthy year, regardless of the fact. But first of all, Steph doesn't be rusty. it doesn't get rusty, as we saw. 28 points in 27 minutes. But Steph coming back as a two-time MVP, defending champ. That makes them the favorites for me again. It's just it's too strong. And then you're worrying about this while, like, oh, we were just worrying about Klay Thompson going off. Remember first round, you're like, yo, Klay Thompson's going to go off. Klay mm-hmm. Thompson's going to go off. Yeah. Now, KD has a good he's, – he's, he's having a pretty solid series right now. You know, Draymond's playing Draymond, pretty good Yeah, right Draymond's now. having a really it's good series. It's just too much. And when they all click, when they get to the finals, they'll all click. You know what I'm saying? They're they're a perfect team in a sense. You know what I mean? Where they they play really good basketball. And to try to beat them at their game, I think you have to be better than them at your game than them at their game to beat them. And nobody is better than them in their own game, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And then even though, I mean, statistically speaking, that Toronto has the bench bench the best uh, bench in the league this year. Fourth best bench. I I I mean, Golden State's bench. bench. Everybody knows their role, and everybody does their role so well. Sean Livingston, awesome off the bench. Andre Iguodala, awesome Cook off the bench. is a solid pickup to go to Golden State, learn how to shoot with those shooters there, and, and be a professional on a championship contender. Picking up Swaggy P in the offseason. He, he Omi Caspi. They, they got weapons stored. Ke- Kevin, Looney. Kevin Looney's been, com- Looney's Kevin been, Looney's really been coming on. He's been playing really big. And him versus Capella would be an interesting matchup, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I'll put Looney on Capella. JaVale McGee, I mean, before he came to Golden good. State. I mean, you know. Yeah, he's so. been playing pretty good. But it's just, it's just uh, it's crazy to me how people think, you know, Golden State can be the underdog. Oh, that, like, by, yeah, by no means. But, by no means. So let's get back to the Eastern Conference. Now, we saw LeBron took a 2-0 lead. By Saturday, we'll be, you know, it'll be game three, so we don't even have to worry about missing a game to record. Mm-hmm. Which, same for Philly. This is going to be the leading up to Saturday's game because they're playing uh, Philadelphia going back home. Up, I mean, down 0-2 versus they're Boston. In, they're both in the same situation. Obviously they're both the going number, home. Well, actually, no, because Cleveland was a lower seed. Never mind. Take the number two seed in the, in the East in Boston took a 2-0 lead at home. They, you know, they yeah. got their home court advantage and made sure they secured it. And as what they did with Milwaukee... Now, they lost two in Milwaukee. Yeah. And then Milwaukee took them to seven. So I could see the exact same scenario playing out here in Philadelphia. If not, I could see Philadelphia even winning in six. Like, Philadelphia could go take two at home, you know, with that crowd and get that rhythm and that hype. Mm Because I feel like they kind of came off this week, like, sluggish off of this break. They beat the Heat in five and waited for Boston in seven. And they had a lot of time to relax, you know, relax and practice or whatever. But they were playing at a rapid pace versus Miami where, like, it was hard to see somebody keep up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think also the series with Miami took a lot out of them. It's a very, it was, that was a very, that was probably the most physical series mm-hmm. besides, I mean, arguably the, uh, the Utah and OKC, OKC series. It was a very physical yeah. series every game. That's so that's I think, that, I think, and like I said, I think their experience or lack thereof is showing right now. Yeah. Especially from their star players. Even, even coaching in the playoffs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I mean, like I said, no discredit to what they've been Definitely. through the last three to five years to what they have now. But Regardless, still, it takes no time. It's still, this season. Like, I mean, we say all the time the playoffs is a totally different season. You got to remember, they lost three games in the last, what, 25 games now? I don't know what it's like 25 games. Because they were undefeated when they played us. And we lost to them one time. They beat us twice, and they lost to them two times. And they were like 19 and 0. They were, they were 16 and 16 and 0 to end the, se- to end the 16 season. 16 or like 17? 16 and 0 to end the, the regular season. So then 16, 17, 18. So they're, they were going into this series before it started. They were 20 and 1. So, so now they're 21 and 1 and then 21 and 3 now. Yeah. It's crazy. In the last 24 games. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. And it's not to look at it like that either because it's like, oh, you know, they can lose two because, no, this is the time. If you're going to win 20 straight, win 20 straight in the playoffs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Don't end the season like that and then lose your games. But they're doing what they got to do, and they'll figure it out. Brett Brown's going to, you know, he'll get them youngest on the right, on the right they spot. They feed off playing That energy, anyway. for sure. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough over there. I mean, they even flew Meek out to the game. <laughs> he was in Boston? In Boston. That's crazy. So... But, yeah, no, I mean, we, as Miami fans, obviously we know firsthand, like, going into Philly, like, that crowd, they're, they're going to be ready. I mean, that's this is why they call them pivotal game threes because we had the same problem. I mean, we're, we weren't down 2-0, but going back home, I mean, you got to you gotta do something. You got to pull out all the stops because you go down yep. 3-0, yep. it's not looking good. No, but I, I think it, their shooters are too good to not find a rhythm. I don't think they'll just go flat like they did. The way they were shooting in Miami in, in the first round. And Whoa. the way they've been doing it in the season. Their shooters have been playing really good. Ilya Sova, J.J. Redick, Michael Bellinelli, they've all you know been, been decent at their worst. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So they're not going to – you know, that crowd in Boston stuff. And for oh, the yeah. young team. But it's you got to give credit to Boston for the young team without their two best players, arguably, you know, Gordon Hayward hasn't been here all season, whatever. But they get Marcus Smart back. Mm-hmm. And I think he's causing a little issue with Ben mm-hmm. Simmons. You know, he's disrupting a lot. And Joel Embiid, before we get off this subject, Joel Embiid has to be addressed for that layup that he let Horford just drive in straight up. And that Whiteside-esque defense. Breezed past I'm not him, on air going to say that, but it was it was it was of a bad Whiteside defensive nature. It was a lack of effort. It was like, how do you let the game just, like, walk right in front of you? You stop him right here. You block that. Yo, Drogic, he annihilated his shot. And we're not used to seeing that from him. And and there was no energy. That's the thing. The energy is different. Miami was bringing it out of them boys because we were roughing them up. Mm -hmm. We were bullying them. We was getting them annoyed, and they was getting all petty and and whatever. Boston's just playing their game, and Boston's a good team, and they're able to do that because they got ballers. So, you know, the energy and the, the, like... The like vengeance feeling wasn't there. It was just like, oh, we need to win. We need there's to like win. a there's like a mutual hatred uh-huh. when uh, when Philly plays Miami now, which we can thank Whiteside for that. Yeah, right. It's all Whiteside and Embiid. That's what it, that's what it stems from. Twitter fingers. Yeah, for real. Well, speaking of home, uh, stealing home court, Utah was the Western Conference team that you know just took Westbrook, Paul, playoff P, whatever you want to call Push him, off P, Mellow, you know. Whatever you want to call him, Stephen Adams, one of the best big men in the league, still is. Him and Rudy have like a For big sure. mutual respect between sure. but um, between each other. But Donovan Mitchell took over that series, 
Joe Ingles had a good series. Ricky Rubio had a good series. They had a good team series. Jay Crowder had a big series. Now, He's actually scoring the ball now. Joey Ingles. Yep. Oh, you know I said that. That's my guy, Joe Ingles. <laughs> I, I would meet Joe Ingles and I would shoot him in a three-point contest. <laughs> First try. But they went into OKC and they stole game three. Because they, they lost game one. They won game two, game three, and then game four. Mm-hmm. And then lost game five. Yeah. And won game six. Went back to Utah for game six. That was crazy how they lost game five, though, at, at, on the road. It was up 25 oh, points. 25. They blew the, the third largest, biggest playoff comeback in history. So they'll go down for that, but they're still here. OKC's not. They're lucky they're still here. They outplayed OKC, obviously. Now they take it on the best team game, in the West. Game two was, and they was gave such them, a good game. They gave them a challenge, you know what I mean? They stole home court. They, won, they came out, you know, flat on Sunday in game one and game two they came out and with the with the fight and they you know James Harden thought it was okay to slack I guess but you can't you can't back off of Utah you know what I mean they're a team that you gotta like hold that even like Miami because we're not gonna quit you know what I mean mm-hmm. some teams quit the energy's not there Utah's always coming with pressure 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 they're gonna try even if it's their third string whoever's coming on the court is playing and that's part of that Quinn Snyder defense but like we said we have you know D'Antoni on one side, likely Coach of the Year. But then we have Quinn Snyder, also in Coach of the Year talks. Right. So this is going right. to be a very interesting series but it's regular from a coaching season, aspect. No, I'm saying from a coaching uh, aspect, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. going to be for a very... For sure, they're two top candidates yeah. you know, for the award. Um, I mean, if you're Houston, you can't write off a team that's made it this far, just as far as you did. You can't write that team off. Especially and seeing they what they it. just did Yeah. in the last playoff series. They just beat the reigning MVP in six. Paul George, like, one of the best two-way players in the league. They secured the three seed, right? We ended up finishing fifth. If we no would have beat Portland, oh, if we okay, beat Portland yeah. on Portland the last night of the game, the, uh, the last night of the season, sorry. Regardless, Donovan Mitchell took them to the fifth seed in the West. They were one, one game Utah away from the three seed. The fifth seed. You know one game I mean? away from clinching the three seed in so the West. Credit's due. Credit's there. Here's my credit card. <laughs> uh, go to State. I think they're going to come out of here with a sweep. I think they go to New Orleans and don't Which show no mercy. Even matter. No yeah. mercy. I think Golden State's no match, like LeBar Ball would say. Steps back, step back one game. 28 points. 28 points in 27 back. minutes. He was toying with them, I think them, he bro. scored in like the first 30 seconds he played. They ran, Steve Curry ran a play for him, came off the screen, went a like, three. He, he saved the ball from going over backcourt, crossed up, shot a three, two, just, two steps in. Just fuck it. Yeah, no. Because you know Steph's been... John at the bit just to wait to get and, back. And so now know, that he's you know back, I feel I feel like everybody's been saying that you know Drew Holiday's been playing so good and oh he's locked up Damian Lillard and you know they swept him so Drew Holiday's gonna you that's, know that's don't worry about like it. guarding Steph. Steph Curry, bro, he's not letting nobody lock him up. Nobody can guard Steph Curry one on one. Only Bam, in that one time, Bam locked him up on the on the perimeter. Bam did lock him up on the perimeter. It's a gift. <laughs> <laughs> we have evidence. But anyways. The Raptors, I think they're done. The Pelicans, I think they're done. So yeah. if this was like a game show, they'd be like the weakest links. So we'd have to eliminate them with the card and shit. Like bring them to the stand. <laughs> well, the Ra- Toronto and, uh, you know, Utah, Pelicans. New Orleans. I hate to be you, but you got to go. Kawhi Leonard, is that what he's going to tell Popovich? I got to go? What do you think, He Justin? said, I got to go to South Beach. <laughs> Trying to go into the palm trees. I mean, he's, they're going to move him. 
this offseason, I believe. You don't think they're going to offer him the, 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 the Supermax deal that they can to make him stay? I read that they weren't even going to offer him the Supermax. I mean, what do you think they're going to do? Justin didn't even answer. You asked him first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just feel like the way that the Spurs organization has, you know, obviously been for, you know, at least a decade now and how everything's been made so public with the whole Kawhi situation, he's clearly unhappy with how he feels that they're handling, you know, with the medical staff and the way they're handling him. So, and, you know, I, we, we're not used to this. We never see things like this come out of the Spurs organization. I mean, besides maybe the LaMarcus Aldridge, but even that got swept under the rug. And then for a player like Kawhi to, you know, basically come out openly, yeah. and, you know, and, and comment on his frustration, it's not a very Spurs-esque. It's not so, Kawhi Leonard-esque either. Exactly, that either. Said, so. But I'm saying, but not then again, who's to really know? Who's to really say who, obviously besides the people that play with him, who Kawhi really is? Yeah, but most times, eight times out of ten, doesn't money solve everything? Yeah. That, that Supermax money, not money. That super max that's, money. That's that 40 million a year Eight money. times out of ten do solve some problems. And he you know will get it. I mean, nobody else, I mean, with all due respect they can to... offer him, but... Nobody else is on that roster even comes close to getting that him. They have no problem but giving that money. But his problem may be, we need help. If you guys don't get me the help, I'm not going to sign the deal. I want to go and win, and I feel like with my talent, I can win somewhere else if you guys aren't going to get help. Now, if they do go out and try to get help, but it's like if they're going to pay him the Supermax, what really help can they get? What help can they really get? Well, you got to remember, he's still on his contract. I mean, his contract doesn't expire until next, next season. So as I said, if it's going to, I mean, so he's really in. That team's good enough that he is the help. Yeah, he's not really in any position to talk about Max because yeah. they don't have to worry about it till next season. And yeah. by next season, he might not even be on the roster. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right because they need to get value out of him if they don't know mm-hmm. that he he's gonna commit. And that's and that's another thing too. You gotta get something back. So you, you have to lose him without getting anything. Definitely. Yeah. So it'll be nice to see him in Miami. I'm sure he'll like the weather. Yeah. yeah we're gonna have to get rid of one of these guys. No income tax. Or, or five of these guys. I read um, like. You offer Drogic. One of. Justice. Bam, Justice, Josh Richardson, and then our 2019 first-round pick. God damn, bro. I want our 2019 first-round pick. I See, want that. I feel like, like, I Pat, feel like Pat Riley's not that good at drafting. Like He's better solving everything in free agency. It. That's like, like the type of... Uh, well, like, I did hear that. Uh, shit. I mean, he drafted Dwayne, but what's that? One, one pick in like... I mean, not everyone's going to pan out and be Dwayne Wade, obviously, but... Yeah, because then we also have, yeah, you know... I mean, we... We did draft Michael I mean, Josh Richardson, <laughs> Justice... We did draft Michael Beasley, the, yeah. the Dexter Pittmans of the world. I mean, oh we drafted Karan, and we traded him away young. Like, yeah. the Heat, I don't know. Like, Pat can... He can build it however he wants. I have that. faith in him. And when we do get... something. We got to do something. When we trade Whiteside for Jabari Parker, straight up, just swap him. Probably boy got hoop dreams. Uh, sign Nerlens to a one year deal. Shit's ain't coming. He's true. young. Nerlens Noel's young. Sign him to a yo. One-year we could deal. turn Nerlens Noel into a beast, like we did with Whiteside, and we just get like three years out of him. Just 
bring in like a vet, bring in like a vet point guard or something. Get, go and get Kawhi. No, we're bring, not getting the fucking vet down point guard. From Toronto. Ugh. We can get Bino Udri and fucking yo, he lifer, uh, he lifer. Beyonce Weber. <laughs> All right, so real quick, since we're on the since <laughs> we're on the Kawhi topic. Be, he... <laughs> All right, so real quick, since we're on the Kawhi topic, after their exit, after OKC's exit, does Paul George stay? I think so. I think he does, and I wouldn't have said that two, three weeks ago. But I think you didn't say it last week, I don't think. I know, but I, I think he does. I hate to make it seem like I'm agreeing with you. I'm not, agree- well, I'm not agreeing with you. I just think he stays. because, And I've been saying it. Like, is he going to go to L.A.? Okay, he's going to go to L.A. And I just, it's the money situation to me. Like, you know what I mean? I think, they'll, for, I think Sam Presti will find a way to get Melo yeah. off his books. He'll trade him. But like, I think he'll try to trade if him. If PG finds somebody to go to L.A. with, you know, that's what... Julius Randle. You don't... Uh, Resign West, him. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> like, like, yo, you could go play for Julius Randle or you could just play for Westbrook. <laughs> Danny's making a face. Uh-huh. You'd rather play with Julius Randle? That's Paul George? Trying to win the finals with that roster? Depends on what your motives are. I think the Lakers trying, have a better chance than the Thunder. Oh, you're trying to win? No, you stay with Westbrook. If you're trying to win... Try to make money and go to your home. I mean, that's the whole reason he voiced his discomfort with Indiana, why he said he wanted the move. He wants to win. So that's what I'm saying. If you're really true to winning and all you care about is winning a championship, then you can't tell me that going to the Lakers roster right now guarantees you that. You can't. That's a project. Exactly. That's why I don't think he's going to leave. He's definitely – say they win round two. I mean, they're gonna be, they would have been playing Houston this year, but okay, get themselves a better seating next year. You know what I mean? And and don't just just they gotta get better. It's not like they can't get better. You know, Terrence Ferguson can turn into a good piece. And I don't know. I'm just trying to help them boys. <laughs> they they can make some they some need vet bench. moves. They need to help bench. Yeah, they can make some vet, veteran moves, signings, and offseason. I don't like Patrick Patterson. They got him cheap though. So. Yeah. For their system, no. Like yeah. We're talking about in general or for their system? Because I don't like them in their system. Both. I like them at Kentucky. Both. That's really mm. it. Fuck P-Pat. I didn't like him in Toronto. Nope. I hated him in Toronto, mm-hmm. actually. And I didn't. I don't like him here. But Sam Presti will figure it out. Of course. I wanted to talk about this NFL draft before we get off here. Mm. And, um, like, I wanted to talk about, you know, if you guys felt you had any sleeper picks that you feel might be a big, you know, a big splash. Also, uh, if you felt any picks were like a reach, you know what I mean? Like a team thinking they're getting something that they're not early, I guess. And uh, I want to know who you think is going to be the rookie of the year. On offense and defense? On offense and defense. But before we get into that, Let's break the ice. Matt Ryan signed a deal today. I'm happy he did. Five-year deal. And he's making $30 million a year. And he got $100 million guaranteed in the bank. You heard, Brandon? That's some wild... That's the most guaranteed money, right? 
You know, that's the extension that. Don't that sound like the most guaranteed money? Yeah, hundred million. Because what was? Because what was? Oh, Lux was eighty-seven million. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's Stafford. Wild. Stafford had a, a big ninety-two. Ninety-two million guaranteed. Staff, it was Luck that Stafford did. So let me ask and you. That was Rogers. I know. This, this is man. what this is what Green Bay's front office was waiting. And that's for. what I'm saying. Every time we to hear see about this, to see what Matt Ryan number? would sign for. Yeah. What do you offer Rogers now? It has to be bigger. 30, 30, 31 and a half million. <laughs> like, real shit. Real shit. It has to be bigger. Million, bro. Like, you have to. Yeah, you can't try this guy on national TV. <laughs> well, how much is I mean, how much is Ryan making a year? 30 million a year? 30 flat. 30 flat with 100 guaranteed. So then Rodgers has to make Give 32 Rogers a year. Five years, saying. 160. 32, 110 guaranteed. What, like, but then again, I, what do you what do you offer the, the best quarterback in the game? Bro? But what then, you, I, but then again, what do, you, what do you offer him when Matt fucking Ryan just got that fucking contract? That's what I'm saying, bro. But then again, I mean, we gotta realize though, Aaron. Even with quarterbacks like Stafford, no disrespect, quarterbacks like Luck, Ryan, we gotta realize Aaron Rodgers is in that top five elite upper tier class. Oh, we really? He, he's with the Tom Brady's of the world. The Drew Breeses, Brett Favre, Paybanning. So when you're an elite level, because what I said, if you have a quarterback like that, you're in Super Bowl contention every year. So if you're in Super Bowl contention, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is one of those players where he looks at the pieces around him and say, okay, what's going to take me to where I need to go? Right. And if you really look around and you see what you need to surround yourself with and your team with and your organization with to get you there, I don't feel like he really is one of those players where he needs to secure the bag like that. I, I don't think you. he I needs that. That's true. I feel that. If, you, if, you're, if you're, like I said, my big, my basic example. owns the, a part of the Bucks. Right? My, my, basic exa- <laughs> my biggest good. example. And the Bears. My biggest example, Matthew Stafford. Perfect. <laughs> 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 I'm going to let Danny have that one. So I'm saying, like, for example, like if you're Matthew Stafford, look around at that team. Obviously, this team is just struggling to make the playoffs on a consistent basis, let alone even thinking about Super Bowl. So if that's the case... Get your money. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Who else on that team are you paying... That that kind of money that you that you need to give not well obviously not that kind of money exactly. but who are you giving money to? No, they're going all in on this guy that wants to secure that bag because it's the quarterback position. There's some dudes out here that's doing that, and then you have dudes like Rogers who we believe you know it's not like to say it's not it seems happen. to be his personality. It seems to be, yeah, that he doesn't need a thirty-two million dollar year check. And, you know, 110 guaranteed. But at the end of the day, who wouldn't take that if they offered to you? Mm-hmm. Now, if you tell me that the general manager goes up to Aaron Rodgers and says, listen, we're going to sign you uh, to, to better than Matt Ryan's contract, you think he's going to be like, mm, let's, let's, let's look eh, at the roster. What about you the know, team? I don't, I, that's kind of hard, you know, when you put it like that. When you put it the way you put it, it is, it is easier to see and you kind of do make sense. Oh, it does make sense, definitely. But, like, man... Well, no, obviously, no. Obviously, if the team has come right out and says, this is what we're offering, of course he's going right, to take right, it. Right, 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 right. But I don't feel like... I he's going to press the issue. Yeah, right? exactly. I know they're negotiating. Yeah, exactly. So, like, they've been I, negotiating all, all fucking... Yeah. It's going to be like spring. a reasonable negotiation. Like, it's not gonna, has yeah, he's not going to like sit out or hold he's out. He's like yeah. LeBron, you know, telling them who he <laughs> wants and go get this guy, go do this. And I think drafting those two rookie corners Bro. is a good move. Because we've and we've defense. seen yeah we've seen deal like this go the complete opposite way. Look at what happened with Joe Flacco. After Joe Flacco won the Super Bowl, 
Look at his contract he got after, and look yeah. how much the team has suffered yeah. since then. Yeah, look at the Lions. I mean, you can use them as a prime example, and you can look at yeah, the Colts. Can. I mean, look at the Colts. I hate to say it, but we could have gave some of that money to offensive linemen. We could have gave some of that money. Well, then again, it's like you got to draft, dude. Like it all goes down to everything with every franchise. It's like a family. Every family's crazy, but like the Lions. They know they have a good air attack, but they know that their defense is horrendous every year. Their, their offensive line is good. Their, their wide receiving core is decent. They, they have a great, a great quarterback, and they pay him the bag instead of, you know, trying to figure Filling out what to in do on, defense, and on defense to help this quarterback. You know, like, at the end of the day, you're helping him by fixing the defense. I know you're not helping his pockets to be on TV saying that he's the second highest paid quarterback in the league or third or whatever, but, you know, some, some, some teams don't get it. It's a blessing to have a guy like Tom Brady and not need to have $32 million in his pocket every year. You know what I'm saying? Just give me Drew 20. Brees. I mean, Drew Brees just signed a two-year, $50 million deal. But that's that's decent. 25, you know I mean? 25. yeah. Like that's, it's respect that's, alone. It, that's, it's, like, it's perfect. Respect, like, yeah. 25, thir- 25 to 28. Like, you know, 25 to 27 type. There's, like, that respect. Mutual, all right, we need to do other shit. Like I think Saints, Rodgers is getting... The Saints are going to have to pay some... He's still on his extension from 2013. I think it was is like Michael 20, Thomas 23 mil a year. Rodgers? Yeah. Or, I think... Is Michael Thomas still on his rookie deal? This is going to be his third year, yeah. so yeah. Camaro's on his rookie deal. Marshawn's on his rookie deal. Everything looking good right now. They're paying now. like Cam Jordan. They're paying, I think they're paying him a high yeah, contract. They, yeah, they pay him. Uh, they got alignment, I think. Oh, from uh, Max, well, who they got from Seattle when they traded the, the Jimmy Graham trade. Yeah. What was it? Max Unger, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Unger, yeah. yeah. The center. They traded him for Jimmy Graham, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what he just said. So, we're talking draft. I mean, we just brought up the corners that uh, that Green Bay snagged. and they, they How did the, they get the second and third bro, best corners? Listen. Like listen. that. Josh Jackson, totally who we, who we took 45th. In all the mock drafts, the Packers were projected to take Josh Jackson at 14. And then they end up taking this kid at 45 while also grabbing... It depends who you ask if Jair Alexander is the top corner in the draft or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it, like It was it's like a toss-up depending like on it's, oh, who you talked to. Like depending on who you spoke to or who did their mock drafts or their rankings or everything. Like It was like a toss-up. And the fact that we grabbed... I'll say two of the top three corners in the draft in the first two rounds, mm-hmm. that's a fucking win because that was our weakest position. And now it's looking a little brighter on the defensive side. For sure. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously it's young, but we saw what a rookie like Marshawn Lattimore coming from the Ohio State University. Josh Jackson led the FBS in interceptions. He had two pick sixes on Wisconsin. He had three picks against JT Barrett and the Buckeyes. That yeah. one nasty one-handed it's one just on the goal what we, line. What we have to understand with sports, and especially the NFL, is that you know it takes time to adjust. Yeah. There's only so much that's like so many people that are going to adjust right away. And in the NFL, you see so much more growing pains than in the NBA, you know, because... You know, it's a, it's a, it's way faster, way more physical, and these corners are going up against pro receivers that's been doing this for seven, eight years, balling on people. You know what I mean? There's dudes like Deshaun Watson that are gonna take it over by storm. There's dudes like Cam Newton and Russell Wilson, and you know, whatever. But even Aaron Rodgers, but he came in, you know, late, whatever, whatever. Not everybody's gonna come out, you know. But two years, two, three years, that's great. You know, you guys have a future, a base. 
hopefully, like look, Quincy Wilson, Wilson situation, you know, we're, we're hoping that he breaks out. He has the skill. You've seen it on tape. Yeah, You've course. seen it at the combine. Now it has to come. He's like, from here. We adjust. watched him in high school growing up. You gotta like, adjust. So it's like. That's kind of like us with uh, Xavier Howard. Yeah, Xavier Howard's. And um, what's this other guy's name? Not Tankersley, but uh, whatever. The one that picked off Brady like three times that game or twice. No, it was Howard. Well, that was Howard. Yeah, Howard. yeah, Howard. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Right when you said picked off Brady, I was like, I know. Who yeah, yeah. About. yeah, yeah. And then Drake in his own right too. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. If if you get you know these first round you know picks or second round picks, and they should start showing production within two or three years, that's solid. It's yeah, solid. because you're not gonna finding somebody that you know in any round that's gonna show production in that first year. That's, you mean... That's star power. Yeah, exactly. Like that's theirs. Like that's, an Alvin Kamara, like a... The Saints hit rookie offensive year and, and defensive defensive year last year. In the so same draft. That's crazy. I mean, that doesn't happen every year, you know what I mean? And who's to say that? I mean, they're obviously going to be stars for years to come, but who's to say Marshawn Lattimore doesn't have a sophomore slump or Kamara doesn't really find his groove this year? You never know, so you can't talk too soon. It's just like, a you know, you got to build your team and... Reason I say that is like his team fucking snap. Who's that? You. Oh yeah, we got Quentin Nelson. Had fucking eight second round picks. Yeah. <laughs> Took that motherfucker from whatever school he went yeah, to. Yeah, South Carolina State. South Carolina State. This there man's throwing people. So I, I, fucking... I saw the video. I was like, yo, I have to send it to them. Yeah. I watched it and I was. Like, I watched it. I was. Bro, my jaw was like my jaw hit the ground like a fucking Daffy Duck. Right. I was like. Yeah, it's one of those where you watch it, and then as you're watching, like, you have to, like, put your head back. You're like... And then running, like, I'm talking about running, throwing people, throwing the quarterback, throwing linemen. I'm like, what? That's Darius Leonard's second-round pick. Shout-out to him. Bro, he's got a motor. I'm not even joking. We like, got two second-round... We got a first-round pick on an All-American best offensive lineman in the draft, and then we go second-round, another All-American in the SEC... Uh, four-year starter, I think he was, Braden Smith. So, Kamiko Ture, uh, Kamiko Ture, that's his name. And then we got, he's a pass rusher out of Rutgers. I think he's from Rutgers. Then we got you guys took someone from Ohio State Lewis from the Ohio State yeah. University. Taekwondo mm. Lewis. Uh, he was a leader on his team. We got Zaire Alexander from Syracuse. Mm. He was like the captain on his team, led the team in tackles all four years. Undrafted free agent, we signed him. And we also got a pass rusher from Houston. And I have a picture that I would like to show you. You remember story. how Green Bay took three running backs last year? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. late? And we took three wide receivers this year in the draft? Yeah. Bro, we got, we got like all three of them. They're all like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, That's who we drafted. Put wow. Baker in the dirt. They're all six, like six four, six five, and they all run like four fours, four fives. Like just, we got the kid from um, Notre Dame who had his best year when he was with Deshaun Kaiser. Not even gonna try and pronounce his first name. Really, Equinemius St. Brown, that kid. Oh, okay. Notre Dame. We got okay. him. Wow. Um, some kid from South Florida. Can't remember his name. He doesn't like long ass names. And then in the fourth round, actually, we took uh, Jamon Moore from Missouri. And I was watching his his tape. His tape. Boy's nice, bro. He's gonna be catching the ball from Rodgers because we need someone who can go deep 
Like, we have no yeah. deep threat on this team yeah. right now, and Trevor Davis is not the answer. Yeah. So, they're li- like, I, I guess they're just going to gonna, they're just gonna, get it. Yeah. yeah. Toss and like, practice and see who wins. And they've, I guarantee, they've never played with a quarterback who can put the ball on the money on the sideline like Rodgers can. Sure. So, the, bro. We I'm drafted so, Deion Kane out of Clemson in the sixth I round. Yeah. Peaked. In the sixth round. And he had a lack of production this past year, but... He was playing with Kelly Bryant, and he, when he played with Deshaun Watson, he had one of his best years, his sophomore year. So, I mean, he's from he's from Tampa. He's from Tampa, he's from Florida. So he ran, and he ran a uh, he ran a four. I think he ran like a four four six or something like that. We drafted Naeem Hines, Naeem Hines mm-hmm. out of um, NC State. NC State, fastest running yeah. back in the draft. He runs track. He he plays wide receiver. He played slot last year or the year before and has seventy receptions. Damn. So he can play the slot and he plays running back. There's that's, a sleeper. And he plays pick. punt returner and keep returner. There's a sleeper pick right there. Yeah, that's what I kind of wanted. That's a super to, sleeper. I, I, I gradually, <laughs> super I gradually sleep. led on to that. Word. So we'll go with Naeem Hines. That's your sleeper. That's my sleeper pick. What about you, Danny? See, I'm I let go the whole NFL dude. go. I let the whole NFL go, but I had to bring word, it back. Word. See, he, he's good at that. Um, I'm actually taking boy that I was talking about. He's from my own team. I'll take him as a sleeper. Um, Mr. St. Brown. Oh, St. Brown. Because <laughs> I know, I know. Um, and, like, he was overall, he was, like, a top 70 player. He was projected mm-hmm. to go, like, round, like late round, round two. We got him in the sixth. I, for some reason, he fell, and we snagged him in the that's sixth. That's okay, though, to the yeah. sixth. Yeah, like, that's my sleeper pick because he, bro, any wide receiver with Rodgers just, it's a wrap. Let him practice. Especially someone that tall with I that like speed. I like Calvin Ridley going to Atlanta. That's a mm-hmm. really good pick. Who you got, Justin? That's my sleeper pick. Who I was talking about in the last episode, Lamar Jackson. Word, oh, man. I, I like that. I'm telling you, Joe Flacco, like I said, it's what have you done for me lately? And he has not lived up to that contract that they gave him after the Super Bowl. For those Bowl. who ain't listened last week, exactly. again. <laughs> yeah, I got to bring it up again. For real. Lamar Jackson will be playing, will be starting at some point in time in this That's season. That's funny. I was watching NFL Network today. I think it was Total Access or whatever, but... Just, they were talking about how, you know, what if Lamar, same thing, what if, what if the Ravens are at a point where it's like, yo, we got to win. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We got to win this year. We got to make the playoffs. We can't not make the playoffs this year. Brown's so about to have more wins than us this third week, year. you know, we're one and three or like one and four by week four. You got to try it out. There. You, you got to try it out. There. Yeah. So. And there's going to be a lot of pressure on Flacco. Like I said, you, they traded back up into prime time, day one. Yep. Yeah. To snag him with the last yeah. pick. At the last a, pick. They wanted to make a, a show about that. What I like, who I like, actually, uh, it's interesting, this story, is Mason Rudolph out of Oklahoma State. So he's a top prospect, top quarterback prospect. He was like the seventh. You know, if there was six, he was like the seventh. I don't know why people weren't talking about him as much, but he threw for over like 4,500 yards. He had like 37 touchdowns last year. And he had a really solid season. They beat Oklahoma, I believe, this year. And he beat. Well, they took him and his top target. They took both of them. Yeah. If you watch Baker Mayfield versus him in this past year, that was like the the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. It was like Eagles versus Patriots. So Ben Roethlisberger comes out, sees that you know 
he sees that they draft a quarterback, and he comes out and basically says, quote, if that's their guy for the future, that's great, but I plan to play three to five more years. Yes, so he's kind of like, y'all need to draft him, but y'all going to have to figure out what the fuck y'all want to do with him because I ain't with that shit. I mean, we've seen it before. We've seen it with, you know, this isn't the first time they've drafted a quarterback, you know, with Ben. They don't they don't really all pan out too well. So, I mean, but no, I think he went to a good position, though, behind, you know, behind a player like Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is definitely one of the top quarterbacks in this league, future Hall of Famer. Definitely, and he's so, been healthy. So, I mean, I, I, mean, I, li- I like the fire that... Ben Roethlisberger is showing. I like that. But I think, you know, Mason Rudolph definitely went into a good position. And not just behind sitting behind Ben Roethlisberger, but you're going to a class organization. You have, you know, Mike Tomlin as your coach. So, I think I think he set up. No, for I, sure. I think they, you know what's funny? Even before the draft, he was saying on NFL Network that, you know, if he spoke to he spoke to Mike Tomlin at his pro day, and he really felt him as a you know players coach and somebody that he can grow from. And look, he got drafted to them, so it it, it means something. They might have had a little connection. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting, right there. But and then of course I got to talk about you know you guys talk about your teams. I love what the Dolphins did. This is the first time in a long time that I actually enjoyed our draft mm-hmm. because I was, you know, when we were driving here to watch, you know, to watch the first round, I was telling Julian the car, every year we take the safe picks. We take line of scrimmage guys, either defense or offensive linemen. Mainly it's been offensive linemen. I was like, we need a playmaker on either side of the ball. Cause we just lost our best player in Jarvis. And he was definitely a playmaker. Whether you put him Right. They could have put him on defense. He would have been a playmaker. I mean, <laughs> they put him on special teams. So, to get a basically, as Danny likes to call him, a Swiss Army knife in um, yep. Mika Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. put him next to Rashad Jones, put, you know, TJ McDonald down at linebacker like, I, you know, I heard that they want to do. Or, I mean, if worse comes to worse, you could have Minka on one side, Xavier Howard on the other side, and I'm cool with that too. And we went and addressed all the needs. We drafted two uh, tight ends, one I really like uh, Mike uh, Jasicki from from Penn State. Okay. He's a receiving yeah. tight end. He's a good guy. And they and said the you blocking know, tight end. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, so he's not he's not really a good you know blocker. He's more of you know receiving tight end, go up and get a big right. possession guy. So they went and got you know blocking tight end um, from I believe from Notre Dame. And then plus we also I think we still have if I'm not mistaken we do have um, Anthony Fasano still there. So you know there's yeah. some. <laughs> so there's something Sorry, to be I'm trying not to throw up. <laughs> so there's something we learned from there, and then we, you know, obviously we addressed, you know, the linebacker situation because that was, that was our biggest hole on the defensive side, I believe, last season. Um, I believe that due to such poor linebacking play, that put more pressure on the secondary than needed to be had. So I think now that we, you know, addressed, you know, the linebacker situation, I think. And he's from Ohio State, Jerome Baker. Exactly. You guys uh, you guys drafted Kalen Bellage from Arizona State. He was a good running back. Big running back. Yeah, he's big. 6'2", 222 pounds. And he ran a 4'4", 6". So that, that's, that's nice. That's like uh, 
That's Darren McFadden type running back right there. 6'2". Well, hopefully you don't. Hopefully you don't turn out like Darren. Well, Darren, Darren McFadden. McFadden at Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. I used to play NCAA and use him. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, he was on the cover of 09. Yep. Now, you so, guys, you guys traded your 2019 first round draft pick. I hope you know that. Did you know that? I was aware. Well, in a 2019 draft pick. I, I was aware. <laughs> for Akeem Spence. He's coming off his quote-unquote best season. He's from Florida. He's from Navarre, Florida. He's been in the NFL for six years now and only had three sacks last year as a defensive tackle. I don't know what to make of this trade. but maybe He's guys, a good player. Maybe you guys want to win, you know, right now as opposed to next year's draft pick. Unless it was like a fourth round or fifth round, but you trade a top three draft pick for this, I don't know. You got to see how he plays it. We'll judge him after this year. I mean, this is... I don't know. Obviously, you know, as a Dolphins fan, you say next year, every year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we've never had an aggressive offseason like this. You know, with right. key acquisitions and cuts. I loved cutting Sue. Pouncy. Cutting Pouncy. Those were the two main things I wanted going into the season. Cutting them and then cutting uh, Timmons. Another good move. <laughs> because, I mean, Adam Gase is setting the culture. It's zero yeah. tolerance. And he didn't like, you know, the work ethic or lack thereof that Timmons put in last season. Obviously. Not to mention he, like, ditched a game. The or yeah, the game. very first, first game. game of the season. Couldn't find him. Didn't know where he was. Yeah. He Derek Rose him. Wow. Tyron Luton. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm I'm optimistic going to this. I don't think, or I don't know how the playoff situation will pan out, but I think there definitely will be much improvement from the way we played uh, last season going into this season. So. As a Dolphin fan, that's all you can really hope for is just optimism and hope and pray. And then plus, Tannehill hopefully will finally be healthy. I don't think he really makes a big splash this year, but... If if not this year, then got to draft a quarterback. I mean, I honestly wanted us to draft a quarterback this year. We didn't. But, but I you like... You guys got a, a Pro Bowl, future Pro Bowler in my opinion. And we addressed every other need. Right. And, you know... You guys have to build. It's, it's, you, you're not a yeah, right now team. Yeah. You have to accept that and build. And then, you know, hopefully reap the benefits from what Gase is trying to do with this team. Um, right. Before we go, I wanted to talk about Ryan Shazier, which you were mentioning on how, mm-hmm. you know, another kid from Broward, you know, got his salary converted into a signing bonus. bonus. So he could just get it all at once. That's mm-hmm. a very classy move by the Steelers organization. 8.3. Right, right off the bat. Here you go. Yeah, here you go. No, very classy. No, it's not here you go though. He sacrifices his life for that. So exactly, it's, it's earned. Facts. Yeah, no, it's facts. It's a very respectable move. Very he would have earned fucking more fifty million. So definitely one of the best middle linebackers in the league, if not the best middle linebacker in the league. Until you know, he it's went a down. shame. Dude. Timmy Jernigan got hurt. He's gonna miss four months. So I mean, he's gonna be back by the time. Of Regular season starts, he's going to have to get in the flow. Mm-hmm. Eagles will miss that pass rush aspect of him. Uh, Jason Wynn, farewells, farewells. Yep. We'll be seeing him on Monday Night Football. To a great career. Hopefully he's a good analyst, but See what he we're going to have to hear him every week, Like, I guess. I don't, I don't know what he sounds like. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
All right, so that pretty much does it for this week. Catch you guys next episode. Uh, signing out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do like I do, nigga, flip you some money Okay, we really came up from that 200, that shit, the clutch in the farm 200 rats in the trap when I'm torn Thanking the Lord when I wake up this morning Christian Dio when I'm dressing in garments Yeah, shooting my targets Yeah, aiming at artists Yeah, trap out the hell, catch charge You niggas carry to marble Take your shoes off of my marble Your bitches got lost in the sauce of the stars I pull up the jerk and I give her a narco Run with your pet where it's Waldo Look at my history, bags in my bio Me go like Cinco de Mayo Me go like Cinco de Mayo I got the trap in my bio Yeah, mini 14 with the drum I put your ass on the flyer uh, Niggas out here really bums Won't take your bitch, I might buy her uh, Sipping on lean like it's rum But it do not get me tired uh, If you gon' pull out that gun You better cock it and fire uh, Bitch, I came up from a crumb Did this for grandma, she flyin' uh, You can come still get a one Fuck it, my nigga gon' jump uh, Saw off the front of the pump Put the gun up to your gun 50k on me, little homie 100k knock him off Sunday Ooh, Bitches out here need some money Or they depending on money Yeah. Hold on, dog. I don't even fuck with that dog.
my targets. Yeah, aiming at artists. Yeah, trap out the hell, catch charge. You niggas care to marble. Take your shoes off on my marble. Your bitches got lost in the sauce of the stars. I pull up that drink and I give her a narco. Run with your pet where it's wild though. Look at my history, back in my bio. Me go like Cinco de Mayo.